Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. You've heard me talk about Marcos for well over a year now. East Tennessee's premier DUI defense, criminal defense, and personal injury lawyer. If you find yourself needing legal representation, if you find yourself hemmed up, it is holiday season after all, Thanksgiving, day before Thanksgiving, Black Friday, uh, Tennessee football games, Christmas, New Year's Eve. If you're drinking, don't get behind the wheel. But if you do and you find yourself in a situation, don't say guilty. Say Garza. GarzaLaw.com for more information. Or you can call them day or night at 865-543-8300. They'll have somebody on call 24-7. Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. Let's get to the show. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his haircut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on answer point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch, Tuesday the 13th. Uh, it's a victory edition of Reed's Ranch. How about that, Seth? Tennessee uh, beat the hell out of Kentucky. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe we won like, like that. You made the trip I, up, right? Yes. Was it worth it? Yeah. I mean, it worked. It's been two years since a home SEC win. You know, I mean, like, I don't care that everybody knows Kentucky's not the 11th best team in the nation. Guess what? Every time I talk about that game, I'm going to say Tennessee beat the number 11 team name, team in the nation. That's right. Because they were ranked number 11. We don't make the rules. I, I don't make the rules. I, I abide by the rules. Right. And the rules say that they were the they were the eleventh best team in the nation, and we beat them twenty four to seven. And far be it from me to be so arrogant to say I know better than the playoff committee. That's true. They are a they are a group of seasoned professionals, experts, if you will. A lot of elite minds on there. I think it'd be pretty. I think it'd be pretty um, cocky of us to think it'd that be we pretty are arrogant to think that you know? we are smarter than them. And I just I don't know that how anybody that uh, that has watched us and listened to us could say that, that we're arrogant people. That's true. So we are very so, humble. That is uh, one of our best attributes. Yes, undoubtedly. So I'm going to act, and I'm going to tell everybody that Jeremy Pruitt whipped the number eleven team in the nation like a dog because we hammered them. It was embarrassing. They ought to be embarrassed. They ought to be embarrassed to give up two hundred yards rushing. To this Tennessee team, Ryan Johnson graded out the highest player on our offense. Is that true? Yes, I looked at the 
to the Pro Football Focus numbers today. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people uh, wrote him off. Good for him to be able to bounce back and uh, put together a good performance. Yeah, I mean, props to the offensive line. Yeah, the offensive line, the offensive line looked pretty good, to be honest. And um, I know we give Drew Richmond a lot of shit, but whenever he doesn't fall start, he's pretty good at run blocking. <laughs> yeah. Which is yeah. wild. I mean, like, there's some players on this team. And like, okay, I'm not trying to say this Tennessee team has every question answered or this Tennessee team is great. Okay, I'm just saying there's a lot of people on this team that they were really, really bad not too long ago. Yeah. And now they're not so bad. And, like, I know Balaam Buchanan got picked on in the second half. Okay? But Balaam Buchanan is a totally different player. And, like, Drew Richmond is a totally different player. Ryan Johnson is grading out the highest offensive line that we have. Josh Allen had one sack. Josh Allen had one sack Saturday. He went up against Marcus Tatum. Like, this team, like, they're well coached. Yeah, I mean, outside of... um... Outside of some procedural pen- penalties and you know lining up the wrong way, like they've been, they've been pretty well coached for most of the year. Mm-hmm. How about Darrell Taylor quadrupling Josh Allen's output? Um, four sacks for uh, Mister. We going with they fucking ass himself. He was a monster, man. Like, there's, there were some, like, there were, he would just run by that right tackle. Yeah. They, so, could, they, they couldn't block him in past, in, in past situations. Like, it, it wasn't that they were making a, like, a, a, they had a scheme misassignment or something. Like, no, he was better than their right tackle. And... He just whipped him. I mean, what can you say? Like, he played awesome. I thought Batuli played awesome. Nigel Warrior played well. Abernathy, Abernathy makes a world of difference for this defense. I'd say that's accurate. They looked like a totally different secondary with him back there. Yeah. I mean, Kentucky can't pass worth a damn, but... No, they can't. And, you know, to me it felt over once you connected on the end of half. Hell Mary or whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah. It felt like it was over at that point. Like, I I didn't think there was any chance uh, Kentucky was scoring 17 points against that defense. With that awful offense that they, you know, trotted out there. What is their offense? Like, what what is their offense? I don't know if they have one. I mean, like... I mean, they haven't scored more than 17 points since September. Like, you, you knew it coming in that uh, they were really struggling to score. Mm-hmm. I just, I wonder, like, what they're, like... I don't even know how to describe that offense. I mean, it was literally, we're going to give it to Benny Snell every play, and then, like, oh, we stopped that, so what are we going to do? Well, 
Why did they not even try to run Terry Wilson? It was strange, right? Like, the, the, like they didn't that, try to get him moving at all? Or like, any, any read options or anything like that? Nothing. How do you not do that? South Carolina beat us with the read option. With Jake Bentley. With Jake Bentley. Terry Wilson is fast. He, uh, I, would, I would imagine he is a better athlete than Jake Bentley. That checks out I mean, to me. Like, I remember the first time I saw Terry Wilson play football. It was Florida. And I thought Kentucky was in the Wildcat because he took off running. And I was like, that dude has to be a running back. But and then no, you see, it was Terry Wilson. And then you see him drop that 50-yard post yeah. route. And then he, that, was like, that was like the best pass I think he's thrown all year. And I'd say that. was really good. I haven't seen one like it since. No, I would say it was the best pass of his whole entire life, to be honest. I would like to take a second to say that for all the people that will listen to this when it's when it's when it's uh, posted that are watching the game right now, Josh Pastner has the worst haircut I might have ever seen a grown man have. A grown adult. This is one of the worst haircuts I've ever seen. What is he doing? What is that? It's like a... How would you even describe it? A jerry curl perm? Like slash slash mullet or something like that? I, I, I am blown away. I don't, I don't know. I am blown away. Um, He's so but, shitty. This, this game so far, we're watching the Tennessee-Georgia Tech game, obviously. So far, this game has been abysmal. Like, Georgia Tech yeah. is just trying to uh, grind this down to a to a halt. They are grinding the shot clock out, yeah. trying to limit, you know, basically one possession per minute. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just blown away by his hair. Like, how, how does – presumably, Josh Pastner is, is a married man. How does his wife let him – he is married. How does his wife let him walk outside? Punishment. Punishment for his alleged improprieties. He got he got me tooed. Yeah, I thought that was by that booster's wife, right? It was by somebody. I don't even know if it turned out to be. A, I think the the in, initial reaction was that it was a, a faulty case. I haven't followed up on it. Obviously, he's still coaching, so he survived. Uh, but the accusations were out there. It's not my job to be an investigative journalist. I'm not Brett McMurphy. That's not you. What a swing and a miss, though. What uh, a swing and a miss. I mean... Uh, Brett McMurphy, what are you doing, bro? What was he doing? Like, you're telling me, like, that this dude, this Zach Smith dude, said this racial slur, and not a single wide receiver went and got mad at him? Yeah, that was my initial takeaway. Like, when I first heard the story, I was like, wait, so... Uh, you know, there were there were no fights. There were uh, nothing like I, I can't imagine that slotting. Like I don't like I'm not saying that these players were going to go whip the coach's tail, but like nobody went to Urban and said like, "Yo, our position coach is saying a is is saying a racial slur." Well, also keep in mind that like you know Percy Harvin did beat their wide receivers coach's ass at Florida, so like coaches did get beat up under Urban Meyer's watch. Yeah, Percy Harvin was just whipping everybody's ass down there. So yeah, like, it's it, wild, wild west. Yeah, I mean, so it wouldn't be that far fetched just for a wide receiver to chin check Zach Smith at that point. Yeah, I mean, now like the thing is like you can pretty much tell me anything about Zach Smith and I'm going to believe it though, right? Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, like I, I'm not even saying that it it didn't happen. Like I, I'm not going to say that Zach Smith, you know, he went with a little bit too much of a defense, saying he had never said the word before in his life. Like that seems like you uh, are lying there, Zach. But I'm going to say that um, Brett McMurphy had to have a little bit more evidence than, well, this guy's dad who he doesn't really talk to, who has like a, a pretty long rap sheet of crime. Uh, he he got to have a better source than him, I think. Yeah, I mean, it just it seems at this point that, that the vendetta is personal. Oh, yeah, no, it is. And he, apparently Brett Murphy even said that like, if Urban Meyer was still the coach at Ohio State, or if he would, if, if he had been fired, that this report never would have came out today. Oh, and was basically like, but he's like, but it's, but it's not personal about Urban Meyer, which it so he's feels, just trying to get Urban fired. Uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty much what it means is like, hey, if they're gonna keep letting Urban Meyer coach, I'm gonna keep trying to find stuff that makes him uh, basically unemployable. Yeah, essentially, I mean, that, that, that's how that reads to me. Is like, hey, if he wasn't the coach here, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have posted this okay well that tells me then you're just trying to get him fired right which like hey okay like if that's what you're trying to do then okay but like we the the people that read it can then decide for ourselves whether or not this vendetta is personal and it seems to be and it seems to be personal and like you gotta try really hard to get people not on your side when you're going at urban Urban threatening uh, lawsuits now. Yeah. Which I don't, I'm not buying that. Like, I, I think the last thing Urban Meyer wants to do is to get under oath. Yeah. Right? Like, it's kind of like the whole Shiano is going to sue Tennessee. Like, it, it hasn't happened yet. Like, we'll see. Maybe, maybe he ends up doing it down the road, but um, I'd be surprised because to me, it seems like the last thing he would want to do is to get under oath. Urban Meyer, he wants to, he wants to testify and get under oath up until the point when his lawyer lets him know about this thing called perjury. <laughs> and then all of a sudden... Uh, and then all of a sudden, Urban's going to be like, well, you know, let's not take this to court. There's no need for that. So Urban's going to be all about the courtroom until he hears about this, this, this English law concept called perjury. And then... And then all know, of a sudden that... Then we're going to let sleeping dogs lie. And then all of a sudden that brain aneurysm or that brain uh, cyst is coming back and he won't be able to remember anything. Yeah, whatever that was about. Do you think he'll be coaching next year at Ohio State? No. What's your uh, level of confidence in that? Seven. Yeah. I think they want that offensive coordinator to be the head coach. You think so? Yeah, I think, I think, they'll, I think that they will promote him. Ryan Day? Yeah. That would be a, quite a come up for him. Yeah, it would be. I mean, has their offense looked good this year? I don't know. The whole team's been kind of shitty. I know, like, I know Haskins, like, set the school record for most consecutive games with passing yards. What's Wait, with, passing yards? with how many passing no, yards? 200. Oh, okay. I thought you were just I saying with... Yards, yeah, I was going to say, is it, like, just, just one? Like, did you no, add... no, my bad. I, I, I was going to say, because Braxton, Braxton Miller was there, like, 10 years. Yeah, I screwed that up. Um, even as bad as uh, that last dude was that was there forever... JT Barrett, um, yeah, he was there forever. I'm sure he had passing yards in 13 straight games. Yeah. So. Well, that's kind of surprising to me that you think they want Ryan Day, but I guess like I've read that before. That's not something I'm coming up with. Like that is. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not questioning your journalistic integrity. I, I read that 
in in a story of maybe Sports Illustrated or The Athletic. I think uh, it feels like The Athletic and Stadium have like a deal together, right? Or oh, no? Well. Like I know Shams, the NBA guy, he he works for The Athletic and he works for the Stadium, so maybe that's the only guy. Maybe they don't actually have a relationship, but it seems weird for them to uh, get in bed with Stadium while Stadium's yeah. just letting Brett McMurphy, you know, basically do maybe not even a TMZ type of reporting. Like, I don't even know if TMZ would run that. I'm sure they would. Yeah. But, like, he's going with the, uh, I'm just going to put it out there and uh, who cares type of thing. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on um, Missouri coming up? I have no idea what to expect. Like, I mean, I honestly, I, I was, okay, so I want to ask you this. What was your what was your thought what was your initial thought on the, on the point spread? Just that uh, it kind of surprised me in the sense that Tennessee was coming off of a big win, like. But then I got to look and I was like, "Yeah, Missouri's playing pretty well." Yeah, I mean, like, like I don't think I don't Drew think. I don't I don't think Drew Locke's any good. Like I've been you know I've been saying that for a while. Like I don't think he's very good. But if you actually look at Missouri's schedule, and you're kind of like, well, they. Kind of got screwed in that Kentucky game on that, you know, pass interference call, right? <laughs> and I watched way too much of the game they played against South Carolina that they pretty much dominated until a monsoon came out of nowhere. Yeah, I, so, like... So they could easily be 8-2 and two with losses to Georgia and Alabama. And quite frankly, when I watched them play Georgia, I kind of felt... Georgia. Yeah, I was going to say, I kind of feel like they outplayed Georgia, and if they're tied in, got, you know, they, if they call the forward momentum stop and he doesn't fumble and they get picked up for a touchdown, like, that game feels a little bit closer. You know, I, I, I've said it on the pod... We talked about it on the podcast, like, I watched that game. Mm-hmm a lot of that game, like nearly that entire game, and every single time there was a fumble, it bounced like a basketball on that turf into Georgia's hands. Yeah. And they got a tipped interception that went right to them. I mean, Missouri played toe-to-toe with Georgia. I thought so, too. And um, so... And I thought they dominated South Carolina until the monsoon. I got I watched way too much of it. I was surprised because, like, we can say all that about Missouri almost being 8-2 and two or whatever, but, like, we just whipped Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. And they, like, did not. They didn't whip Vandy. No. And they did something we ain't done in a long time, whip Florida in the swamp. Yeah, that's that's what gives me a little bit of reservation, right? Like, they, they pounded Florida. Yeah, they pounded Florida. Now, granted, like South Carolina, kind of. Oh my goodness! Like, how did kind they, of pounded Florida for three quarters. Furious. Their fans have to be furious. You would think. Like, so we stayed in the hotel as long as possible Saturday because it was so cold. Yeah. And when I was getting in the shower, it was thirty-one to fourteen. I got out of the shower, it was thirty-one to twenty-one. I put on my clothes, and now all of a sudden it's thirty-one to twenty-eight. We drive to the stadium, and like we're getting out of the car. I think, and it's, I think it was when we were getting out of the car, and like it's 35-31, Florida wins. And I'm just like, what? And Florida n- nailed out from like the two-yard line. It sh- probably should have been 42-31. to 31. I'm like, what just happened? Yeah. I didn't see what happened either. Um, I watched a little bit of the first half. When I watched the, the first half, it was 14-7. to 7. 
South Carolina, and that was pretty much all I saw. So I don't know what the diagnosis was in that game, but yeah, it was uh, it was surprising. And I didn't watch much of the Missouri Florida game either. Did you? No, I didn't watch any of it. Yeah. <clears throat> so I didn't watch any of it. So I don't know exactly how the hell they beat Florida down like that, but they beat them down. And I know they got Felipe Franks benched and all that. So when he got benched, who went in for him? Emory Jones? No, it was uh, Trask, I believe. Well, he broke his foot, right? I think he broke his foot afterwards. Okay, but yeah, that's what I mean. Like, since then, he's broken his foot. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's out now. Okay. So, but he yeah, he's the one. He, stage, yeah, yeah, he he was the one who came in uh, afterwards. I was just curious if if they went with Emory Jones then or or not. Um. So like I don't I don't I don't know I haven't. I'm looking forward to Will Warren's you know show me my opponent that he'll put up on the Patreon patreon.com slash reads ranch because you know whenever I read that on Thursday about Kentucky like I was 100 percent confident that Tennessee was going to beat Kentucky. Like, when you start looking at the numbers and, like, basically, you know, that they hadn't scored 17th in September and that, you know, Terry Wilson never throws the ball further than 10 yards down the field. Like, you were just convinced that, like, Jeremy Pruitt, offensive ma- you know, defensive mastermind, excuse me, should be able to uh, load the box and figure out how to stop that, right? So, like, I was yeah. I was 100% convinced Tennessee was uh, winning against Kentucky. So, I'm interested to see, like, what the numbers actually say about Missouri because – in the two games I've watched of them, uh, they've looked pretty good. Well, he, I asked him about it, and he, he said the same thing. They, they, they very well could be eight and two. Yeah, no, they, they, they should be eight and two. They should be. And like he said, you know, when it comes down to a, a close game, like they've, um, lost or whatever, but you know, they're pretty good. I felt I. It, it didn't inspire confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know. So, I guess I, the, I guess in the grand scheme of things, the point spread still probably feels pretty high, but obviously they're just looking for people to bet equally on both sides. Yeah. I was just surprised that it was higher than the Kentucky game. Well, it wasn't initially. It wasn't initially. It was... You know, the, the Kentucky line initially was three and a half, and then people jumped on it and bet because they look and see, oh, Kentucky's number 11 in the country, and, you know, every time you watch Tennessee, they lose. So I yeah. guess initially it was, you know, wait, did you say higher than Kentucky or lower than Kentucky? I thought Missouri was favored by more than Kentucky was. Yeah, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not a miss. I'm not a miss. No, I think I'm, I'm sorry. I think I'm just a dumbass. I, they showed Josh Passner on TV, and I got confused. Boom, Jalen Johnson with the three. I thought you were watching on a stream. Or do they flip over um, to ESPN? It's too? flipped over now. So I've got the microphone in my hand, turned around on my computer chair. Because I thought, I thought they were about to – I thought you were about to see Jordan Bowden step back three because I, you know, I thought I was a minute ahead of you. Oh, but shout, yeah. out to, shout out to Jalen Johnson. That was a nice shot. It was. You've been getting some minutes. Let's beat their ass. Seriously. I, how are you feeling about the basketball team? Uh, so I went to the game Friday night. Oh, Yeah. Uh, they look very, very smooth. Just they look like a they look like a top five team in the country. <laughs> yeah. Like they 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 just look the part. Yeah. And they're deep. It's like I mean I, I said when with Luke Friday night I was like I, I would I would challenge anybody to watch this team that we just saw and tell me they're not a one seed. 
You know, I mean, like, I know it was just Louisiana, but everything is so, everything they do is so smooth and, like, with a purpose, I guess. There's nothing, like, there's no, like, there's just nothing wasted when we, when we have the ball, I feel like. Um, we know what we're doing. Everybody knows what their job is, like. And Jordan Bone looks like he's taking the next step. Yeah, yeah, he's been uh, he's been pretty impressive so far. And so, and if he has taken the next step, then um, we're going to go to the Final Four. Would you say that's what Tennessee was missing the most last year? Was point guard play? <sighs> Probably. I mean, you I mean, saw like what happened when he played like out of his mind, and Tennessee was unbeatable. Yeah. I mean, like that Arkansas game. When Bone just went out there and just was hitting everything, I uh, mean, yeah, we still haven't seen Lamonte Turner yet either, have we? Yeah, we haven't even seen like we we still do not have our best pure scorer on the plane. Like our best pure scorer, the guy personally, the guy who's who I want to have the ball at the end of the game. He's not even playing yet. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's the guy who you trust to get the last shot off, right? Yeah, like if you have to have a three, or you have to create a play at the end of the game. I want it with Lamonte Turner. Yeah. Like, straight up, that's who I want to have it, and he's not even playing. I mean, we just look really good. It's it's really just hard to even say, like, how smooth and good we look. I mean, we're not even playing that well right now, and we're up by 12 over Georgia Tech. Well, Georgia Tech's abysmal. I know they're terrible, yeah, but still. Yeah, Georgia Tech sucks. Josh Passner sucks. They're awful, but still. I forgot. Kind of just, yeah, I'm sitting here watching the game. I'm like, wait, where's Lamonte? I'm like, oh shit, yeah, he's not even playing yet. Yeah. So I mean, I feel it. like I feel like two things that are going to make a big difference is Bone taking that next step and us being able to put Pines out there and him can and he can guard anybody and be able to shut him down. Yeah. Bowden got beat, or Jalen Johnson got beat, right yeah. there. Yeah. I feel pretty good about it. Fulkerson looks better, too. He looks like he can actually uh, play a little basketball. Yeah. Um, Grant has slimmed down some. Grant actually hitting some uh, threes this year as well. Yeah. I mean, imagine if he can, like, hit a three consistently. <laughs> oh, I'll see you in Minneapolis, buddy. All right. Let's go to uh, some patron questions. If you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com. Slash Reed's Ranch. Let's start blowing through some of these. Let me go down to the bottom. Okay, still going to the bottom. Got a lot of uh, a lot of people wanting to ask some questions today. Okay, let's start here. All right, Tennessee's chances versus Missouri's with their injuries. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about Missouri's injuries. Yeah, they're tight end, tight ends out. And he's really good, right? Yeah, like he's like the best. He's like the best player. Or yeah. At least, at least so he's out. At least the best pass catcher. Yeah, who who is who is the other guy? He was a he's a wide receiver. Okay, so they have two big pass catchers gone. Yeah. Obviously, I think that helps, but uh, I feel okay about Tennessee's secondary, to be honest. So. I do too. I mean, the injuries are nice. Don't get me wrong, but I think Tennessee uh, could have done a decent job of stopping them, anyways. What are we doing? A post up to Fulkerson? What the hell was that? That was abysmal. 
we really dumped it down to him on the left block and time to go to work. Gotta 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 get Fulkerson some some plans on man. Uh, there's, there's a difference between playing time and feeding him in the post on the left block. <laughs> so you're not a fan of the Fulkerson isolation? No, I, I don't want to see him uh, posting up. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you there. Twitter, uh, Twitter writes in, is it time to get excited about Tennessee athletics again? It feels safe, right? Um, It's never safe. I mean, even with the loss to Missouri, it still feels safe. I mean, I feel like things are trending in the right direction, even even with a loss. Now, that assumes you're able to beat Vanderbilt, because I do think if you lose to Vanderbilt, if you if you lose out, obviously that changes things. But yeah. uh, it, it would be, that would be disappointing, right? Even losing to Missouri, which would make me mad. Don't get me wrong, but if you follow that up with a win over Vandy, you're okay. In my opinion. Yes, I agree. And the basketball team we just said is a top five team. Seth's calling them a no doubt about it final four team. Although they can't score right now. They haven't scored for the last three minutes. So I think it is safe to uh, get excited about what Tennessee basket or Tennessee athletics is uh, doing right now. I think it's safe. Feel free, Seth. Just Just get excited, man. Oh, buddy, I am excited. I mean, it feels like – so we got a football coach, and he's pretty good, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's safe to say. Pruitt's coach of the coach of your chances in the SEC if they go 7-5? and five? I don't know. I was wondering about that. A, like, tweeter, a tweeter wrote that in. Not me, but I'm on a different page, so I'll, I'll give him a shout-out when I get back to that other page. But Laura Rutledge was tweeting that. I have a hard time believing they're going to give it to the guy that goes 7-5 and five, if he does. Who are even the other options? Nick Saban has built, like, the greatest team of all time. Yeah, but you know how it is. It's more about exceeding expectations than being the best. You know what I mean? I mean, if Ed Orgeron goes 10-2, and two, they might give it to him. Yeah. I mean, he was technically on the hot seat, right, before the year? He was on the hot seat. I mean. And if he was able to rally and uh, go 10-2? and two? I could see that. I mean, Jimbo Fisher is – they're five and four. Nah, Jimbo's no, Jimbo. No, they he ain't gonna get it. Maybe if they'd gone like nine and three. Yeah, Jimbo ain't getting it. They they didn't fall far enough last year for him to get it. Yeah. Um. Are there? Yeah, they're six and four. Like he would have had to gone nine and three, I think. Um. Sure. Or beat Alabama or beat Clemson. Or beat Alabama. Yeah. So Mullen Mullen might be in the process of losing it right now, right? And Mullen might be in the process of losing it right now, but so they're what they're going to be eight and three going into that Florida State game. Um, oh well, okay, that's not as bad as I thought. They're going to beat Florida State. One would think. One would think they're going to beat Florida State. Yeah. Um, that feels like a safe bet. Okay, so Mullen Mullen might be coach of the year. Mullen might get it at nine and three. I could see that, and I really wouldn't have any. I don't think I would have any arguments with that. I don't really know what they were picked to finish. Like, what, what, I don't know what their projected win loss record was at the beginning of the year. So, a lot of people are high on Florida. They were eight and a half on the over under, I believe. So, it's not like he really exceeded expectations. And what was Tennessee? Uh, five and a half. So, I mean, so Tennessee would have exceeded expectations by a game and a half of two ranked wins. 
Yeah. And then you know, I don't know if I don't know if they take that into account as much as what you did the year before, which you know, both Tennessee and Florida won four games. So obviously, it looks like a uh, bigger turnaround for Mullen. Yeah. Although I think they everyone, have, I think they have everyone, a lot of uh, seniors on their defense, right? I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, I was thinking they lose a lot going into next year. I mean, here's the thing: Tennessee it should at least, at least go nine and three next year. Yeah, I mean, you feel a lot better about the uh, Mississippi State matchup, right? Like Joe Moorhead uh, has not proven to be an offensive genius. No, they're going to suck. Yeah. New quarterback. Tennessee's going to beat Mississippi State bad. Like I'm telling y'all right now, they're going to whip them badly. Tennessee will throttle BYU. And it comes down to at Florida, Georgia and Alabama at home. You're not going to win either. Like, I don't know. We're just going to say you're not going to beat. You're obviously not going to beat Alabama. And I don't know about Georgia, but we'll say you're not going to beat Georgia. So that Florida game looms large because you could go 10 and 2. And if you beat Florida on the road, well, then, you know, you might be able to beat Georgia at home. Yeah, getting a little ahead of yourself, buddy. Something to think about, guys. And you said I wasn't excited. You said I wasn't optimistic. You, you're, getting, you're getting a little bit ahead of yourself, buddy. And you said I wasn't optimistic, man. Let's see how they match up against Missouri first. Although, a, a road trip to Missouri ne- next year, probably uh, pretty easy without Drew Locke. Or I, I don't know what the hell they have at quarterback. I don't imagine they ain't got much. Yeah. So... We're just going to say Missouri's a win, too. 9-3 and three is going to be the talk all offseason for sure, though. 9-3 is going to be the talk all offseason. I mean, you get Mississippi State at home and you get BYU at home. Nobody cares about the other East teams. We're better than them. Or we will be in a year. Sure. Like, I mean, we might not be this Saturday, but we will be in a year. They won't have Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Carolina, I hope, won't have Debo Samuel. And Tennessee was better than South Carolina this year. Yeah, and with that game being at home, assuming that Tennessee's worth a damn, that will uh, should make a difference, right? Yeah. So nine and three at least, and I just I just paved the way for eleven and one. No, well, that's good. That was Roberto who asked about the uh, seven and five coach of the year. I mean, it's possible. I I could see it. Like it would make sense. Okay, because they won zero conference games last year and will have won four this year, including a win at Auburn and a win against the number 11 team in the nation, Kentucky Wildcats. Roe Wright asks, a uh, better chance of happening. You've already said B-ball team making the Final Four or a 10-win season. We just talked about both. What, what's a better chance of happening? Final Four. Final Four. Assuming that Tennessee's a one or a two seed, that means they basically get two gimme games, and then at that point you just have to win two games, right? Yeah. And I guess one gimme game and one that we have to pretend is going to be tough against a eight or a ten seed, but I guess it might be tough. I don't know. But, yeah, you you really have to win three games, two against quality opponents. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I spoke too soon. It depends on what Florida has coming back. I mean. Grant's getting destroyed by Georgia Tech right now. That was a pretty bad possession. This is what I was worried about. Um, Georgia Tech does have a couple of uh, big post guys. Yeah. 
and I well, was, that's why we're putting that's why we're putting in Fulkerson right now. Yeah, it's time to go back to the uh, the Fulkerson post ups, I guess. So, from from your lips to Rick Barnes' ears, buddy, they got some big guys. So we're bringing in we're bringing in our big guys, John Fulkerson. We get Derek Walker in here too, I guess. I wish. I want to see them sideburns. Look at Fulkerson grabbing the board. He about knocked it in the goal. But he okay, that's a block. There we go. Georgia Tech cheating. Georgia Tech's cheating. Oh, cheating ass Georgia Tech. (laughs) Georgia Tech is cheating, man. Where? How is it 2018 and we still don't have the foul calls at the bottom of the uh, under the underneath the score? Where 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 are the foul calls at? I know. I thought they used to do that. Where did that go? Why is that not back? Are the, is Tennessee in the bonus shit? Are they in the double bonus? Like, what's happening here? Is it one and one? Wait, why is that not there? Yeah, what the hell's going on here? I guess it's a double bonus. Hey, had, we're hitting our free throws. Had no clue. Because dumbass, dumbass ESPN. Why is Carl Ravage doing this game? <laughs> Look at Josh Passner's stupid-ass hair. I can't get over it, dude. It's so bad. It's unreal. Look at Big Falkerson forcing a timeout. That's how you. That's how you uh, run a full court press. That's how you make your mark on the game. If you could swap out Missouri for an SEC team, what would you do? Any team. Yeah. North Carolina State. What? Yeah, somebody that'd be easy to beat, but like wouldn't be too much of a cupcake. You, do you aspire to make the trip to Raleigh? Well, it's not going to be as cold as Columbia. I did not see that answer coming. Do you remember how cold it was when we were there? Yeah, it was awful. It was, you had socks on your hands. It was miserable, and I was uh, not prepared. Thanks for reminding me. We sat in the bathroom in the stadium just to be warm. We stood in the bathroom. Yep. You and me together. In the same and, in the same stall to keep each other <laughs> to keep each other warm. Yeah, I would rather go to Raleigh than Columbia, Missouri, and it would be a decent football win and a decent basketball okay, win, and that on. would never be a threat. Hold on, I'm not okay. I mean, the basketball points fair like that. They would bring something to the table for basketball. But like, who would you choose? I don't know. You're, you're comparing them against Missouri instead of versus every other team in a you know 800 mile radius. We're making a one-for-one swap, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah, I would like that. I mean, who would you choose? I mean, I guess I shouldn't have went off on your answer because I don't know if I have one. I mean, like, you don't want somebody too good. Maybe you had the perfect answer, Seth. I don't know, because North Carolina State's a, a top 25-ish football team. They're, a, you know, a solid basketball win. You obviously don't want a North Carolina or a Clemson, somebody who's going to be really good in one sport, you know? I mean, they made the basketball – they made the tournament last year, right? Yeah. And we beat them well, I said, last year. I, I said that um, – Pretty confidently, but I don't know if they actually did make the tournament. But I think they did. I think they did, too. But we're going to say that they did. Sure. And um, we beat them last year. Okay. Okay. So they're never going to be a threat for us in football. No. A true threat. 
Fair and enough. they're going to be a good basketball win. Like, but it's not going to be a cupcake win in football either. Like, that's a respectable win. Does Virginia Tech is Virginia Tech a better answer than North Carolina State? I just I dislike Virginia Tech a lot. Okay. And I don't want them in the SEC just on pure like personal vitriol towards them. I have I mean they would be fine too. I mean I don't I don't want to add anything that's gonna make it tougher in football. Yeah, let's not make let's not make life tougher on ourselves. Now Virginia Tech sucks right now. Sure. But it's easier for them to be good in football than North Carolina State. So over the long run in football, I'd rather have North Carolina State than Virginia Tech. But you do want something that you do want a good basketball team, a decent basketball team. You don't want Kansas or Duke. But you beat North Carolina State, that's a good win. West Virginia? They would be all right, yeah. I'm soured on West Virginia. I don't want them around. They would be okay. I could handle that. Playing their goofy-ass air raid offense. Just stay away. But, man, that dime that Will Greer threw to beat Texas was so sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I, I mean, that was – whew. It that. was on the run in the back of the end zone. Like, then the Hogerson said, y'all want to win this game? Let's go win it. And they won it. Yeah, that was a pretty cool moment. That was very cool. But I mean, he did. looked like he had like slept in a tent, and he was hung over. But it was still a cool moment. And then you realize that that Will Greer touchdown was aided by steroids, and then you're like, oh, "That's not as cool anymore." Yeah, I mean, North Carolina State's probably a better fit. Look at look at. Nah, he's out of bounds. He didn't get it off. Come on, bro! You got to get that off. That was a terrible end of the half for Tennessee. Jesus, that's pretty bad. I feel like they had 27 points with like seven minutes left. That's a nice block by Admiral. Right? Am I making that up? Do they not have like 27 points with like six minutes left? Seven minutes well, left? It, we had 27 for a while. I mean, I know we didn't, we didn't hit a field goal the last like five minutes of the half. So we're going to talk about the, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, what do you want to talk about? Well, what happened? Uh, apparently Draymond called Kevin Durant a bitch. Isn't Kevin Durant the best player on the team? Uh, I think it's probably Steph. Okay. Or, uh, Durant might be better than, Durant might be better, but, uh, Curry's more important. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Like Durant, I can agree with that. Yeah, Durant's probably better, but the Warriors are a different team. If the Warriors had to pick, like, to lose one of them, they're they're picking, uh, they're picking to lose Durant. Yeah. I mean, it just, I don't know, just, Draymond, he just seems kind of like a powder keg. I mean, he's going to blow up. But now I don't that, know. I was just curious what you thought. Well, I mean, it. You know, after they won the championship last year, they talked about, you know, having to overcome adversity and how ugly things got in the locker room that people didn't know about. So I think last night you kind of saw a little bit of, like, what probably was happening. Yeah. Right? Just like them uh, not getting along. Yeah. So I would say that uh, that was a pretty good glimpse into that last night. And then apparently, apparently Draymond is mad about you know I guess 
Durant's contract situation <laughs> and how he hasn't committed to the long term. I don't know. They're still going to win the title, I think. But they did suspend Draymond for tonight with no pay. Yeah. Are the Rockets any good this year? No, they've been terrible so far. What's the deal with that? They can't play defense anymore. And they can't Could shoot. They? Somehow, somehow, like, I don't it might have changed over the last two games, but uh, they have been the worst three-point shooting team in the league so far. Like, they're playing offense at a really, really low rate. That's surprising. Yeah, it has been. So they went back and they hired – they went back and hired – their defensive coordinator from last year, he had stepped away from the team. And a lot of people think that's the guy who basically told Carmelo to get out, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the Warriors are going to win it again. I think the Jimmy Butler to Philadelphia thing is interesting. Why didn't they take the Rockets trade? I'd rather – I mean, first round – well, I mean, like, cause, I mean, if, because Tom, Tom Thibodeau is not going to be around to make those draft picks, right? Like, he's he's trying to keep his damn job. Okay. So I mean, he doesn't care about draft picks eight years from now. Oh, that's when they were. Well, you can you can't trade consecutive years. That's right. That's right. So it would have to be like one skip a year, one skip a year, one skip a year. So like you know the the other ones would have eventually got there like six, seven, eight years from now. And Tom yeah. Thibodeau ain't got time for that shit. Yeah. Are those guys that got any good? Covington straight. Sarik's just pretty good for a young player. Like yeah, I mean they're they're fine. I feel like they did not take the best offer, but I feel like I feel like uh, they're fine. Although you saw as soon as Jimmy Butler got traded, that all the all of a sudden Carl Anthony Towns was balling again, right? I didn't know that. Like he but... went uh, the, the day after the day after he uh, Butler got traded, Towns came out and dropped like twenty five points and twenty one rebounds. Okay. So yeah. Speaking of which, let's go to our NBA quiz. Let's go. We're going with the. Let me check. We had a we had a uh, request from our boy Mike. Um, he said we're going with the Mavericks, and the over under is three and a half. First of all, I'd like to give a shout out to Mike. He's a good man. Okay. As far as I can tell, he's a good guy, and I love him. Like he's my brother. We just made a fantasy football trade uh, together in the $40 patron league. So I have no problems with Mike. He, he invited me to his uh, West Coast fantasy NBA league, and uh, his boys blow me up nonstop with bullshit trade offers, but it's a fun league so far. So I, I, Mike, I, I love Mike. Mike's a good dude. I talk to him a lot. I appreciate I appreciate Mike as well. All right, so three and a half, Dallas Mavericks. Okay, so Dirk Nowitzki. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, after after 21 years, you can just call him by his first name, Dirk. Well, it's just for clarity's sake. I'm just, you know? I'm just letting you know. We know who it is. Just say Dirk. Okay, Dirk. The Luke Doncic. That's Luca, but okay. Luca Doncic. All right, there's two. I anglicized his name. I, I I carried it to the English form of, of Luke. Okay, sorry. Um. Okay, so we have those two, and then we have DeAndre Jordan. Ah. How did you know DeAndre Jordan was on that team? 
I don't know how I knew. I just I just did like because I, I think I remember him. He actually like he went to the Mavericks this time and stayed. Like okay. unlike last time when like the Clippers like locked him in his house or whatever. Okay. Um. Just checking. It feels a little suspicious. I feel like you might be cheating, but okay, keep going. You don't hear the keyboard clicking? No. No, I don't. You don't hear the keyboard clicking? I'm just a little suspicious right now. Well, don't be, because I'm drawing a blank on anyone else after this. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why the over-under is three and a half, so let's see what you got now. Yeah, I mean... I'm going to guess Sean Marion doesn't play for them anymore. No. No, Sean, Sean Marion is gone. <laughs> Sean Marion. <laughs> I, I really don't think Sean Marion's played basketball. And uh, if, I, if I'm going to guess when he retired, I'm going to say he is. He retired in like 2014. Okay. I might um, be wrong on that, but I feel like I haven't seen Sean Marion since like 2014. Okay, so let's think here. The Dallas Mavericks. Um, JJ Berea? Berea? Yeah, of course he's still there. Guy's been there is forever. He really? Yeah, you won. Congratulations. I thought he was with the Heat. You're two and zero oh so far this year. That's right, baby. Wipe me down. <laughs> uh, I'm about to look up their roster now because, like, I was seriously struggle- struggling. Um, Sean Marion retired in 2015 with Cleveland. Okay, so, uh, let's see Cleveland. What, what the hell is he doing in Cleveland? He played in Cleveland. Yeah, what the hell is he doing in Cleveland? Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Jalen Brunson. They gave him all Brian that damn money. Smith. Devin Harris. He's still he's still there too, I guess. Maxi Kleber. Uh, who? Salah Mejri. Dwight Powell. That's the guy from Stanford. Dennis Smith. Yeah, yeah. Ray Spalding. You should have maybe known Dennis Smith. I don't know. I have never heard of Dwight Powell, buddy. Now, I have never heard of the name Dwight Powell, and he's been playing in the NBA since 2014. He's not bad. He's not bad. Yeah, 2-0. <sighs> sorry for my lack of energy tonight. I'm tired. And I'm tired, too. I'm sorry I kept you up so late. No, no. I mean, I wasn't going to go to bed. It's just, well, I can't imagine playing basketball right now. It's so stupid that we're playing at 9 o'clock. It's terrible. It's terrible. Where they put, like, LSU and Memphis on at yeah. 7. Like, uh, we got time zones for a reason. You fucking idiots. Yep. All right, Seth, I love you like a brother. I will talk to you soon. Appreciate you making time for me this Tuesday night. We'll talk soon. You are my brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right, good night.